Every year in the NFL, it's a new team. As far as goals go, we have one. Putting a fucking ring on our finger. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips. This is Molly Bay. Today is May 12th, 2019, 115 days to kick off. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers in Bucks Nation. That has nothing to do with football. Well, it's today. You just have the date. Yeah, happy Mother's Day, football fans. <laughs> you sound so enthusiastic. Yeah, well, I got my mind on the rookie minicamp that just happened. But before we get to all that, I got one follow-up or fact check I wanted to get to. It's going to be about Gerald McCoy, of course. Okay. Got to bring up our Gerald McCoy at least once per podcast. We had said that the media is acting very unusual with their unanimous support of McCoy. We actually talked about that quite a bit. But I got to thinking, that's not true. They did the same thing with Donovan Smith, and we did a whole couple podcasts on that, remember? That's true. We did. I didn't even think about that. Yes. It's like they were all on the same page with that, although they weren't saying, oh, he's the best thing since sliced bread, but they were all unanimously agreeing that we had to sign him to the big deal. And they were parroting the same points, that he was consistent. And there was nobody else better to replace him. Right. So all you McCoy fans out there that are sad that he might not be on the team, be mad at Donovan Smith because <laughs> we had to pay him and we can't pay McCoy. That reminds me, remember McCoy did that Instagram video the other day where he was like, don't question me and all that? He had mentioned in there that they were probably out drinking while he was working. And that kind of, you know, it stuck with me, but I didn't really think about it too much. But then I got to thinking about that. Who was he talking about? Who is they? I just assumed in his general. teammates. Yeah. But still, that's pretty crappy. But, you know, I was thinking, is it possible? Here we go. Conspiracy theories. Was it possible he was taking a jab at Arians and maybe even like? Because we know Arians loves to drink. Right. He could have been. It wouldn't surprise me. They've taken enough jabs at him. Yeah, like they're taking jabs at each other. Did you see the video where they asked him if he was going to play with the Buccaneers this season? And he was like, I'm going to be playing somewhere. Yeah. And then they asked Arians at his press conference this weekend at rookie minicamp about him. And he said the same thing. He's going to be playing football somewhere. Arian said that McCoy will be? Yeah. <laughs> but was, again, he said, I'm tired of talking about him because I don't want to talk about people who aren't here. Yeah, and he had said the other day on some interview, Arians did, that McCoy will be playing three-tech with the Buccaneers. But the way he said it, it was kind of like, if McCoy is playing on the team, he will be playing three-tech with the Buccaneers. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I read that article by Joe Bucks fan, but I didn't listen to the context. I think it's very interesting how, like we've brought up before, this is the first coach, and really just the first anybody, that's challenged McCoy. You know, that hasn't immediately stepped to the podium and said, McCoy's the leader of our defense. Right, and, and kissed his feet. And yeah, he's the best player on the defense, or the best player on the team, or whatever. So this is a whole new thing for McCoy. Kendall Beckwith has been placed on the non-football injury-related list. And it sounded like from the Bruce Arians press conference that he's done. Yeah, well, this has been speculated for a while that his career is probably over with. And that's what Arians said. You hate to see a guy ruin his career with something like that. And now we got JPP doing the same thing. But Kendall Beckwith will not play in 2019. And most likely, all indications are he will never play football again. A that's, car wreck. Gosh, and an ankle, too. So he must have really did some damage. Just shattered it. Yeah. 
Hopefully, JPP's issue will not be that bad. Well, now they're saying he's not going to have surgery. He's going to let it heal on its own, which is probably five to six months, which puts him at about the beginning of September to come back. I just don't see how that's possible. I just... Because, you know, we're installing a new system, totally new system, not just for the Buccaneers, but for JPP. He's never played in a system like this. Although Arians did say that our outside linebackers are the same as a defensive end. He said they're the same position. Right. So, you know, I don't, it might not be much for JPP to have to learn, but I just can't see him coming in without any, any offseason practice with a new coach, new system, and jumping right in. I think he's been in the league long enough where, A, he's going to pick it up very quickly. He knows how to study. It's not the worst new system that he's encountered, new playbook, any of that. So he knows what it takes as far as getting up to speed that way. There will definitely be some adjustment to be made when he comes back in and hasn't quite learned the guys around him because we do have some new people on the line. And it, it just in the front seven, Shaq Barrett. um all Buchanan. Day on the money backer, Devin White, you know, all those guys. So there will be a little bit of adjusting time, but he's been in the league long enough where it's not going to take him quite as long as, you know, a rookie or a second or third year guy. Yeah, the thing about it is also is that if he shows up for, if he's on the roster come June, whatever, we got to pay him the full, what is it, 14, 15 million? Yeah. So I think half of it's already guaranteed, and then at a certain point, all the rest of it becomes guaranteed. So that's probably when we'll know, one way or the other. I sure would hate to lose him. It's yeah, I don't think that he's going anywhere. It's probably personal bias, but... <laughs> Speaking of new players on the line, at the rookie minicamp this weekend, Bruce Arians had a lot to say about outside linebacker David Kinney from Indiana. So he's been a brilliant on the pass rush, using his speed. Kim uh, was there on tryouts, but he's also received an invitation to OTAs on Tuesday. That's when full team practice is. Arian said that he did great, that he was in the backfield passing the quarterback. You no, know, he's not allowed to touch the quarterback, but he was running past the quarterback almost every play. Now, again, he's going up against, you know, offensive linemen who aren't NFL caliber. You know, these are guys all trying. These are all rookies, basically. So Arians has him coming to the OTAs Tuesday to see how he'll do against the real NFL players, the full team. And Arians mentioned, he said, yeah, he did real good, but we'll see how he does Tuesday against the next team. That's what he called him, the next team. It was cool. He said that the guy was basically at the quarterback like every – so he just said? Yes, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I'd never heard of the guy, David Kenny. Yeah. Um, Greg Allman was tweeting about him. Greg. Greg. They're signing him to the 90-man roster on Monday pending, pending a physical. Who else is signed? I know we signed quite a few of the rookies, like five of them, eight, something like that. We signed a lot, and Greg Allman was tweeting some, and then there were some listed on the Buccaneers, but the Buccaneers site hasn't updated since the 10th, which was Friday. So some of them, I think, have been let go. We signed safety Dakota Dixon, receiver Spencer Schnell, Pass rusher David Kenny, that's who you just talked about. Offensive tackle Riley Mayfield. He played right tackle in college. Guard Zach Bailey. Cornerback Jalen Allenson. Running back Bruce Anderson. Outside linebacker Cousin Daniels. Safety Lucas Dennis. 
quarterback, Nick, Nick Fitzgerald. That's the one that they like that is like Taysom Hill. Right. They said he, he might play all kinds of different positions. Which I love. Yeah, he was. He, I hate Taysom Hill just because he's so versatile. Just because he plays for the Saints. Yeah. And, he, you know, you hate to go up against somebody like that. Yeah, he's a he's an incredible athlete. So I like having that counterpunch, possibly. On That'd the be roster. awesome if we could have somebody like that. Right. And so then Carolina and Atlanta have to go up against two quarterbacks like that. Booyah. We also signed long snapper Dan Godsell, tackle Israel Helms, wide receiver Anthony Johnson. But then Greg Allman tweeted that we're getting rid of him. Anthony Johnson? Yeah. Johnson actually tweeted a long thing that said, oh, it just didn't work out, but I'm going to persevere and move on to the next. It's all in God's plan. We signed wide receiver Demarcus Lodge. I'm going to butcher this next name. I'm just going to throw that out there. Dare. Dare. We have another dare, which I don't even know if that's how you say it. Do you say a dare? Dare. D-A-R-E. Yeah. I would say dare. I guess so, but they're. It could be Fred. for all I don't know. People can pronounce their names <laughs> any way they want. Odiingbo. That's the last name, I think. What was that show you were talking about? Oh, it was the the show about the rock stars with the guy from Senate Live. And the girl was it Deborah. Oh, pop star. <laughs> pop star. Oh, great. With Funny. Andy Samberg. Funny movie. Highly underrated. Um, Maya Rudolph. Maya Rudolph. Yeah, her name. Her name was Deborah, but she made everybody pronounce it Deborah. <laughs> <laughs> so every time I see Deborah spelled with an H, I just pronounce it Deborah now. <laughs> Deborah. Well, I've got a friend of mine I've known since high school. His name's Aaron, and of course, everybody calls him A A Ron now. He, needless to say, can't stand it. Why that was funny. Well, it was funny, but it was funny. that was what six years ago or yeah, something. Yeah, he's probably heard it. He's heard it a million times from everybody he's come across, and that that really sucks. Names that you're a big name person, yes. And this is something that I, I had a uncle whose name was Richard, they abbreviated it and called him Dick, right? Well, he grew up being called Dick. Well, you know, of course, later it becomes slang, it becomes slang for male genitalia. You know, nobody's named Dick anymore, right? Because of that. And you never know, you know, you name your kids, you never know what's going to happen in the future. They might, I mean, could, could you imagine the people that named their kid, like, I don't know, Hitler? And then, you know, Hitler popped you know, in the 1940s. They're like, oh man, seriously? Yeah. Adolf, I think is a classic. Yeah. Adolf. <laughs> he was a ton of Adolfs. You don't hear no Adolfs anymore. No, uh, you get your kid taken away from you and they rename him. Yeah, that's right. So <laughs> it's a crapshoot with names. You never know. And then plus people now are having all these weird names where they, they're spelled one way and then pronounced another, like Deborah. So this guy's name Dare. Yeah, it might be Dare. I know. I don't know. D-A-R-E. Well, we have another one on the team, number 45. Which, 45? That's Kevin White. Oh, no. Devin White. Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> it is only one letter off. <laughs> I'm getting better. It's not a Buccaneers Observer podcast unless we're messing up somebody's name. We signed tackle Brock Rubel. So how many people that we signed? A lot. I tight end Isaiah Seawright, wide receiver Cortrell Simpson, wide receiver Malik Taylor, center Nate Traywin. All right. So now most of these guys are not going to make the team. They're just getting signed to basically go to practice. Yeah, I think so. Some of them might make the practice squad, but they're basically fodder guys. Although it sounds yeah, like it's all competition, they might get one or two guys that they like from there. Yeah, David Kinney. Yeah, I would say maybe a handful. A few will end up on the practice squad. Yeah, if David Kinney comes to practice Tuesday and 
starts getting around our offensive linemen, we'll probably keep him on for a while. We got to find some replacements for JPP and potentially Gerald McCoy. You know, they cut rookie men in camp short. It was supposed to be Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's what I thought that was cool. BA said they did so well. They weren't going to do it Sunday. I think BA just wanted to spend it Sunday with his wife. It's Mother's Day. (laughs) Maybe, maybe not. That's cool to me. I, you know, I'm not a big fan of working these guys so much. Right. I mean, I believe in uh, endurance, you know, getting them fit and all that, but uh, you can overdo it. And, you know, you're gonna, guys are going to be resentful if they have to work on holidays and all that. And the weather, it's just so hot down there. It's like what Clyde Christensen said. You don't want to just be working for the sake of working. And I wonder how many coaches before BA had that mentality here that, oh, we're just going to work really hard and then that's going to be mean success. But more is not always better. Yes, I agree wholeheartedly. And BA said in particular, the weather down there, you can get a lot of pulled hamstrings, groins, pulled muscles from the heat. wonder why they're not practicing indoors. Are they not? They might no. be. All the video I've seen, they've been outside. Maybe they don't let you inside. <laughs> maybe, or the, the press, maybe they're not letting the press inside. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's not too, too hot out there yet. Not yet. It will Although be it's, probably it's still pretty hot. Yeah. It's Florida. It is Florida. In case y'all didn't know, it's Florida. <laughs> We're verifying that much anyhow. So I'm excited. Tuesday we start OTAs. We're going to start hearing who's doing what, who's looking good. They had player press conferences with some of the rookies. Mm-hmm. I saw you watching those. Yeah. Uh, Scotty Miller, wide receiver. I liked him. Scotty doesn't know. Scott? No. <laughs> no. They said he's often been mentioned as a replacement for Humphreys. Right, yeah, and he was saying he watched film on Humphreys and Right. Stuff. Well, and he's wearing number 10. Yes, that's so, the first thing I saw, too. I was like, is that too. Humphreys? But he said he's more similar to Deshaun Jackson in size and speed. And B.A. said he's like your John Brown type. Yeah, that actually made national news. Bruce Arians compares... Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller to Josh Brown. John well, Brown. Why did that make national news? I don't know. <laughs> They're just, hyping him up, maybe. Yeah, popped up on NFL.com and that's weird. Yard Barker and Feed Spot and was he one of our draft picks? Like a later one, I think. <laughs> we should know that. I know, but you get so <laughs> who, who many pays attention to those guys. Yeah, he was our sixth round pick. So he's got a long shot to make the team. Probably. I mean, we've got. 11 wide receivers on the team right now. Wow. Signed. Ooh, that's a lot. Yes. Cortrell Simpson, Malik Taylor, KJ Brent, Anthony Johnson, Demarcus Lodge, Scott Miller, Bobo Wilson, Justin Watson, Brashad Perriman, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Now, we know Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Brashad Perriman are most likely going to be the three big starters. Justin Watson, Bobo Wilson, if any of these other guys... Show up better than them. They might take their spot. But uh, more than half of those guys are not going to make the team. We've got four right tackles now. Damar Dotson, Ruben Holcomb, Israel Helms, and Brock Rudel. Okay, the last two were the ones that we signed a couple of days ago. Brooks Six tight team. ends. Wow. I can't believe we still have Anthony Auclair. I know. I thought he retired. <laughs> no, Alan Cross is the one that retired. Auclair was just terrible. I wouldn't say he was terrible. He was good for like three penalties every time he was on the field. <laughs> uh, Hudson Tan- or Tanner Hudson, 
Donnie Ansberger and Isaiah Searite are the other three tight ends. We've got four quarterbacks, seven running backs. Wow. Still got the same three left tackles, though. Michael Lidke and Cole Boozer, our boy Boozer, <laughs> Boozer, backing up Donovan Smith. But we got Zach Bailey at left guard behind Earl Wadford and Allie Marpet and Nate Trywin, Trywin behind Evan Smith and Ryan Jensen at center. Of course, like I said, a lot of these guys are not going to make the team. It's interesting that they have Earl Wadford listed at left guard, not right guard. They still have Caleb Beninock listed as a starter at right guard. Yes. And Alex Kappa. Yeah. This is rlads.com. They've got pretty up-to-date depth charts. Yeah, they do a real good job with keeping up with this stuff. And you can look at the archived depth charts. So if you want to see, like, October 2018, they've got that listed up there. So it's really useful. Look. We sounded smart. You just gave away our secret. <laughs> we just go to another website and look well, at the Well, I like giving credit to our sources. Yeah, I know. I like sounding smart. <laughs> so where's this other D.A.R.E. guy you were talking about? I see D.A.R.E. Odigamongu. They were just added on the 10th. They were just signed, so it might not be. Oh, we got a, a D.A.R.E. Ogunbowali and a D.A.R.E. Odiyingbo. Okay. So there are two D.A.R.E.s with crazy last names with O's and G's. In them and a bunch of vowels. Ogun Bowali and Odiing Bo. I think you butchered those names. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I did. You sounded like you have a speech impediment. <laughs> <laughs> well, eh, I'm getting all. You're trying. Hey! It's good. <laughs> I watched Vincent Testaverde's press conference, which once he got up there, like immediately, he was just all smiles. His first big boy press conference? Yeah. But I don't think he's going to make the team. Well, good grief. There's only, what, 14 quarterbacks? Four. Because I know. No, nah, we got four. He's a, he's fourth on the depth chart right now. But, I mean, if you can't beat out Ryan Griffin, <laughs> I don't know what it is about Ryan Griffin. What it is, he must have pictures of Jason like or something. <laughs> and how do you get paid millions of dollars to never, ever take an NFL snap? Craziness. I watched Devin White's press conference also, and he talked about making friends with all the guys on the team. Yes, I saw that. And he was talking about friendships. You need to have friendships with mm-hmm. everybody. Yeah, relationships. Yeah. That's the that's the motto of our team. Relationships. Group hugs. <laughs> <laughs> well, y'all punch the opponent in the mouth. Hopefully. Together. He made an interception. He had one hit him right in the chest Friday. Bruce Arians gave him a hard time about that, so then he caught one today, ran it back for a pick six. Yeah, which but, that's what Bruce Arians expects. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, especially when you're playing fourth-string quarterbacks. Yeah, darn right better get an interception if you're a number five pick overall. Yeah. At least one pick six. But you don't always worry, especially these high draft picks, because there's a lot of marketing involved. You know, how how much is this guy really going to change the team? You know, how much is he going to be a leader? How much is he going? You know, he might be in it all for himself. We don't know. We don't know. And some people don't handle the limelight well. I mean, there's all kinds of things that could make them be a bust. Yes, but I mean, he seems like he's really got his crap together. I mean, the guy's already—he's already got a boot, a cowboy boot made. That's his brand. I mean, come on now, what were you doing when you were twenty-two years old? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, how old is he? Twenty-two or twenty-three? I don't know. Yes. Yes, twenty-one. Ugh. He was born in nineteen ninety-eight. What? Oh my gosh! I, I was still wearing grunge. <laughs> we're still wearing plaid. Yeesh. No, actually, I think I was in my new metal phase at that time. <laughs> so I had the long chain. Eyeliner. 
Yeah, he never wore eyeliner. <laughs> it got in the way of my lipstick. <laughs> black nail polish. My black nail polish. No, no, never did any of that. That's good to hear. <laughs> I did wear the Dockers and the chain wallets and the oh yeah leather jackets and stuff. Yeah. I think I did too, probably. You still do. <laughs> 1998. Good grief. Young whippersnappers. I know, right? That's how I feel. I don't like knowing how old they are. It <laughs> freaks you out, doesn't it? It does. Uh. It makes me feel old and unsuccessful. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my, one of my biggest advices in life is never compare yourself to anybody. You don't know what road they had to take to get where they're at, and they don't know your road. Nobody knows anybody's road. Don't know how easy it was or how hard it was. No sense in comparing. Never compare yourself to anybody. Boom. Sage I'll send words you, of wisdom there. I'll, I'll send you my bill in the mail. <laughs> that makes me think Cosin Daniels, he's one of the young guys, defensive end, that is trying out for the team. He's the one that's blind in one eye. I like him. I do too. And he did a press conference this weekend. And first of all, you can't tell that he's blind at all. Yeah, no, his, his girlfriend didn't even know. Right. And he said a lot of people don't. Like, he doesn't go around talking about it. And, no, he's and never he used it people, as a crutch or excuse. And that's what I wanted to talk about. We have him that's partially blind, and he said, no one ever makes accommodations for me. <laughs> I know where you're going with this. Okay. Now. I've got a million jokes to crack, and it just does not feel appropriate. It's not appropriate. Okay. You need to hold it together. All right. No one ever made accommodations for him. He's worked his butt off to get to where he is, just like anybody else has. And here he is trying out for an NFL team. He's never used it as an excuse. And Bruce Arians, he hired two women, brought them onto the staff. And Did you compare two women to a blind guy? Kind of. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that they're in an industry that's dominated by men that... Physically fit. Healthy, yeah. athletic men. I mean, it's not like they're going to make an NFL team because that's strictly men. But they're in a role now that has typically been dominated by men, and they're kind of breaking the glass ceiling. Is that what it is? Yes. And both of them as well are like, I don't really want to talk about being a woman. I just want to get here, get the job done. Yes, I've done a lot to get here. I've had to work harder but I'm here, and I just want to do the job to the best of my abilities. And I really like that. And I think it's a great thing for the team as a whole because Cousin Daniels talked about he had a lot of people reach out to him whose maybe children had some kind of disability, mm -hmm. and he was inspirational to them. And, you know, us hiring Lowe and Merrill, we got national press for that, and it's a good thing because it's getting our team attention. And I know... And we were even like this, oh, we don't want it to be a distraction. We don't want it to be an issue. But I think on the other side of that coin is that it's a feel-good thing. And we're here talking about we need a culture change in Tampa. We need more positivity in the fan base and the reporting and the team in general. And I do like it that we've got all these different backgrounds, all these stories. We've got people who have come from the, the rock bottom, like Todd McNair, who's been out of coaching national level for a long time. I really like that story. I do too. And so we have all these stories of people that have worked their ass off to get here. And it makes you, I think, more appreciative of where you are, but it also gives you a chip on your shoulder, makes you work harder, and you, you have a lot to lose at that point. Good point. So I think it's good marketing. I think it's great for the team. It's great for the team's image. And I hope that it attracts people to the team. You know, we're one of the smallest markets in the NFL. Hey, everybody loves an underdog. That's right. And 
the team's an underdog, and then we've got a bunch of underdogs on the team that we're bringing in. I love it. <laughs> the Island of Misfit Toys is what it sounds like. <laughs> got JPP with his blown off hand and broken neck, um, and blind guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, I couldn't, just couldn't resist. I know. I think it's a good thing. I man. You know, if they perform, if they're, if it doesn't hinder them, if it makes them work harder, I'm all for it. We shall see. I'm hoping it doesn't hinder anybody. I'm hoping it does make them stronger. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger, right? That's right. Except like radiation. Right. And having limbs blown off. Yeah. I mean, there's some things that do make you weaker. Poison. <laughs> in general, I Ralph. I just love giving you a hard time. I know. Story of my life. So we got the OTAs starting Tuesday. Everybody's going to show up except JPP, Gerald McCoy, most likely. Is it, is it voluntary? Yes, it is voluntary. And how long does it go on? The mandatory mini camp starts in June, like mid-June, I think. May 14th to the 16th, the 21st to the 23rd, and the 28th to the 31st. Mandatory mini camp starts June 4th to the 6th. So we're looking at Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of this week. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of the following week. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of the week after that are all... Organized team activities, voluntary. But then mandatory minicamp is Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of the first week of June. That's when things start to get serious. That's when we have to start worrying about injuries. And salary cap, I think, because a lot of contracts. I want to say June 8th. I think June 1st is kind of the cutoff <laughs> per spot track. So I don't know. Spot rack. Spot rack. You know, the league has all these weird deadlines. On or after June 2nd. Signing bonuses for future years get included in the salary cap. If the player, like if you cut a player after June 2nd or trade or waive them after June 2nd, then their signing bonus gets added to the salary cap. Hmm. So some players, however their contract is structured, they might have to be waived or released prior to June 2nd. Okay, so we'll know something about JPP by then. Yeah, probably. Hopefully, maybe. Gonna be interesting. Drama, drama, drama. Drama. You know, that's one thing. We, we got all got to remember this is all entertainment. And the stories is really, I mean, as much as guys like to say we're all action oriented. And above we the still soap like, opera. Yeah, we still like the stories. The intensity, the drama. It's true. I feel like we should play like the Days of Our Lives theme song. Right I know, now. right? <laughs> yeah. Is that even still on? I don't know. I'm sure it is. Well, that's going to wrap it up for today. Yeah, we'll have information about the OTAs on Tuesday. That podcast will be out Wednesday. That'll be exciting. Hopefully nobody will get hurt. We've had enough of that already this year. And we haven't even had practices yet. Why'd you even bring that up? I feel like you're jinxing us. It happens every year, though. Every year. (laughs) Can't get around it. If you would like to send me some Mother's Day wishes, you can reach me at mollybay at buccaneersobserver.com. If you'd like to sign Ralph up for your favorite Scientology newsletter, his email is ralph at buccaneersobserver.com. Jesus. <laughs> my inbox is going to be full of, I get enough Jehovah Witnesses at the door, and now i got to worry about my email. I think the Scientologists will show up at your door, too. I think they come straight to the computer. Yeah, I think so, um, probably. It's like the Matrix. <laughs> We're on Twitter at bucks underscore observer, and we got a little bit of content on our website. BuccaneersObserver.com. That's going to do it for us, guys. Until next time. Go Bucks.